Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is the 13th of May. It's Wednesday. I think maybe the most useful part of this show now is the bit right at the beginning where I say the day of the week. (laughs) Because I don't know about you, but generally speaking, I have no idea what day of the week it is. Sometimes I really have to think about it. Like sometimes it's just for a second, you know, like, "Eh, well, what day is it today? But then sometimes I really have to put some effort into it. And you end up doing this kind of, you know, okay, so then... On Sunday, I did. Now, after that, I think I'm pretty sure I did a thing. And you try to like intuit your way to what day of the week it might be right now. I try to get there if I can without looking at something that tells me what day of the week it is. And then just confirm. You know, use some amount of gray matter to try and figure out (laughs) when it is. Speaking of when it is and, and memory and gray matter. I found this list of all of the people who I interviewed on the Jason Crane show, the first iteration of a show called the Jason Crane show, which was from March to May, 2005, a very short run in Rochester, New York. There was, there used to be, maybe you remember this. There used to be a radio network called air America. It's where, Rachel Maddow got her start, for example, and Al Franken was on it. Chuck D was on it. Mark Marin was on it. Sam Cedar was on it. A lot of people who would go on to do other things kind of all coalesced around this Air America radio station. It was funded, I think, by somebody, some rich liberal. I don't remember who it was. But back in those days, it was much more closely aligned with my own uh, political thinking than it would be now. Um, because I have moved way, way, way to the left of where Air America was at. And I thought it was pretty exciting. And there was a local affiliate in Rochester. And so when I left the jazz station that I worked at, I stayed at home for a year as a stay-at-home dad with our new son and taking care of some other kids for friends as well. And then... I kind of was getting antsy to do something broadcasty, and so I was able to get a talk show on this Air America affiliate. And at the time, I was moderately well known in Rochester, New York, where I lived, because I had run for office and I had chaired a political party and I'd been on the air for years and I had some amount of name recognition. And so th- they insisted that I call the show the Jason Crane Show because they said the primary reason that we're hiring you is because of who you are, and so we want your name in the show. So it was a political talk show, but not just that. Uh, It had science and the arts and all kinds of stuff in it, and uh, if you heard the recent series of episodes with Cedric Johnson, uh, he was one of the people who was on a panel that I did each week on the show. Uh, That was him and Pat Domeratz, I believe, a local uh, union organizer. Uh, There was a third guy whose name I can't remember, which is really bothering me because, well, first of all, just because obviously that's bothering me. And also because he was the one who introduced me to Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, which is a gift that keeps on giving. What the hell was his name? I think his name was Mike something. So I came across this list of all of the people who had been guests on that show. And 
most of these folks are local names. Now, they're not people that you would know. A few of them are folks whose names you might recognize. Uh, David Rovix was on the show. He's on every show I do at some point. Uh, and he's been on this podcast as well, singer-songwriter. Also, and this was exciting then, it's uh, less exciting now, uh, Richard Dawkins, uh, evolutionary biologist, who at the time I was very excited to have on because at the time, at least as far as you know, I knew, he had not yet become a misogynist and you know fairly awful like anti-Arab new atheist and uh, yeah so he's he's gone greatly downhill in my <laughs> my personal opinion um, but for me it was a get at that moment uh, Susan Jacoby was on she she's written a lot of books but she wrote a great book called Free Thinkers uh howard uh no uh no never mind that's not somebody you would know i mistook him for somebody else so that might be the sum total of people who were on whose names you would recognize and then the rest of it was like kind of local union organizers and um i think there must have been a local election during this time because i noticed that there's a lot of uh, political candidates for office and that kind of thing first of all it was fun to do the show and it was the springboard because when it finished i made it into a podcast which then eventually became the jazz session which doesn't seem like a direct one-to-one line but uh it had its own internal logic at the time so it was cool to discover this list just to see oh yeah here's a big chunk of stuff that happened that i had forgotten happened but one thing that it did point out was this idea of how much I have forgotten. So I have an interesting memory, I I think. Like, for example, when I was a union organizer, one of the things that's very useful to be able to do is to walk into a room and be introduced to a bunch of people, like workers usually, and then to just remember all their names. And I was particularly good at that. Similarly, I can have a conversation with someone and for a decent time afterward, like weeks or months, I can mostly repeat the conversation back. Like I can get, you know, probably 90% of it just back out of my head. Then at the same time, I could easily boil down everything I remember about my childhood, for example, into probably like a 10 minute video. And there are just these enormous chunks of my life that are gone. Like, they just don't exist. And I, like, I've never smoked pot. You know, things that, I don't even know if it's true that that affects your memory, but things that, like, historically (laughs) have been said to affect your memory. Um, I've never had a head injury. Uh, You know, there's nothing, like, there's nothing that overtly suggests, oh, yeah, huge chunks of your memory should be gone. I remember... Like most people, I remember the lyrics to tons and tons and tons of songs or how lots and lots of complex prog rock songs go, that kind of thing. But then there's a lot of basic stuff about my life that's just vanished. Now, I did learn from a therapist years ago that the same areas of the brain that tend to be affected um, or kind of causal in chronic depression tend to store a lot of memory and that chronic depression often 
damages these memory centers. And so people with chronic depression often have really bad memories. But that to me is weird because I don't have a really bad memory just said out loud like that. You know, like it's not that everything is bad. There are parts that are freakishly good. It's just that there are these huge chunks of my life that have disappeared into the mist. Like, I remember that I did this show, obviously. I mean, I didn't forget that I did a radio show for, even if it was just for two months, but it was important in my development. But I had forgotten almost everybody who was on it. And quite honestly, I had forgotten the existence of almost every one of these people. And as you heard earlier in this very show, one of the regular weekly guests on this program, I mean, somebody I interviewed every week for two months, I can't remember his name. And, you know, of course, a lot of time has gone by. 2005 was 15 years ago. And a lot has happened in that time. But it really makes me wonder, like, if I can have that inaccurate a picture of my own, just my own personal history. It makes you question the rock solidness of your opinions and perceptions of the world around you. And I think it makes it easier, at least for me, to accept the possibility that I might be wrong about some things (laughs) and that there's stuff I don't know. I mean, that's not a one-to-one relationship, but I think it is suggestive enough, you know, having forgotten huge chunks of my life, is suggestive enough of how I might act in the present day that it seems at least a little bit instructive. That's the show for today. You can find all the past episodes at abriefchat.com. You can become a member there, too. And quite honestly, members are putting food on our table. So uh, thank you very much for that. I love you. A better world is possible. Please.